Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning, everybody. Good to be back with you once more for a Friday uh, morning, another end of the week. Um, and so we're carrying on through 1 Thessalonians. And this week we are um, in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 to 13. We are now uh, out of the kind of um, the 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 passage with many views and many debating things about the day of the Lord. And we're looking at some more uh, directly practical stuff. So uh, verses 12 and 13 say this. We ask you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you and who are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. Now, uh, I always think there's a few passages in the Bible where um, people who are leaders of the church, who regularly preach and teach, would much rather have someone else uh, teach this one for them. Uh, I just think of places like uh, in 1 Corinthians where Paul says that, um, that pastors deserve to be paid. You kind of think, no one wants to be the pastor that's preaching that sermon saying, I deserve to be paid. Come on, guys, cough up. Uh, <laughs> I think there are many passages which would rather say someone else preach this on our behalf. But and, and I think, you know, I think Andy's probably glad that he's not the one taking this because I am giving a call with these verses uh, to for us as a church to respect those who are over us in the Lord. Um, so I, and that is the challenge of these verses, really, to. Uh, call people to uh, look to their to the leaders of the church, to the elders of the church, and honour and respect them, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. And it's funny because, really, if you look at uh, the history of the church, you find that there's really been two swings that have often happened uh, throughout church history. On one side, you've had a really, really strong kind of dominant. Uh, church leadership structure where you don't really get to have any opinions you don't really as a as a as a congregant you don't get to be involved in the life of the church you merely come to receive the leadership do everything and on the other side of the um, equation there's been these times where people have gone back to places like the body of Christ metaphor that Paul uses in 1 Corinthians and Ephesians 4 and go well we're all the body of Christ we don't need leaders. Kick them out. And so, well, not necessarily kick them out, but just that they're, they're, they're not really relevant. They're just, they do the necessary paperwork for us. And so there's been these two swings, like a really strong view and a really weak view. And as often happens with swings, the truth is somewhere in the middle. And the, obviously the truth is this, we are the body of Christ. We all uh, participate in what it means to be Christ's body. And yet God has established authority structures. He's established an order um, in the church. In fact, one of the things that he says is those who are over you in the Lord. Now, that's a really important qualification because what it's not saying is that church leaders are better than you or a greater people than you um, or that 
if you're not an elder, then you're somehow less than someone who is. What it is saying, though, is that over you in the Lord. So according to this structure, according to this society, this um, covenant group that we belong to, there are leaders over us who, though equal to us and have the same salvation with us and need to go to the same Lord, yet God has appointed uh, structures of authority in that situation. Um, and it's interesting because in the early church, you find that this was a big battle that was being fought. Uh, as concepts of eldership were starting to come through, other people started to have issues with that. And you even see in some of the letters of Paul, I mean, the fact that Paul's written this here probably means that there was some lack of respect. But there's a, an early church letter, which I love, which um, will be no surprise to Andy to hear me say it because I've been going on about it recently. But it's 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 called um, First Clement, and it's a very, very early book. It was almost included in the New Testament, but it wasn't, um, thankfully. But nonetheless, it's, it's a fantastic book where the elders in Rome are writing to the church in Corinth, because in Corinth, the church have, uh, they got sick of their elders and they overthrew them. And so uh, the elders at Rome, particularly one elder called Clement, write this letter to them and call them to change. And it's very interesting the way that they do it because um, it's not as simple as, what are you doing? Get your elders back. It's quite long actually. And it, it doesn't start with a, uh, an argument from authority. We're the boss, you have to do what we say. It starts actually by saying uh, the, the amazing things that the Corinthian church is known for, how they're known for being a people of God, how they're known for have suffered things and, and, and uh, being obedient to God and coming through it. And then it starts to move in saying some people have risen among you. This is not good. And it moves into talking about repentance. It, let me just read you a section from it. It says this. These things, beloved, we write to you not merely to tell you off um, or to admonish you of your duty, but also to remind ourselves, you know, we're in this together. For we are struggling on the same arena as you, and the same conflict is assigned to both of us. Therefore, let us give up vain and fruitless cares and approach the glorious and venerable rule of our holy calling. Let us go to what is good and pleasing and acceptable in the sight of him who formed us. Let us look steadfastly to the blood of Christ and see how precious that blood is to God which having shed for our salvation has set the grace of repentance before the whole world. Let us turn to every age that has passed and learn that from generation to generation, the Lord has granted a place of repentance to all as many who would be converted unto him. And it, it carries on like that really throughout the book. It's, it's urging a call to repentance and a call to humility. Humility is a really big theme in it. And it goes through the whole story of the old Testament. First, it goes through how, um, when people have risen up against authority in the Old Testament, how you can see it always goes uh, wrong. And then having done that, he then goes and gives the positive case for humility, looking at how Christ was humble for us. And the reason I, I love it so much is because you get the sense in which what the church in Rome is doing is they're saying to respect those among us isn't to make a comment about their worthiness or our worthiness or to just be a really good church member. It's ultimately a comment about what we believe as Christians. And what we believe as Christians is that we obey God and we believe that God has shed his blood for his church and God has set figures in place. And even if we don't like them, we should respect them and lovingly submit to them. 
And that is a, a big point to lovingly submit to them. I mean, look at what Paul says. He says, we ask you to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord, so respect them, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Love the elders, love the rulers. And one of the reasons why uh, it's sometimes hard to love those in authority over us, it's hard to look at them with, uh, with love and respect, is because we don't value their labor. If, if we see someone as merely telling us what to do, then it's hard to respect and love them. But what Paul says is, uh, esteem them highly in love because of their work. Respect those who labor among you. He's reminding them, these people aren't just telling you what to do. Elders, and, and it seems like the church in Thessalonica has, has good elders. I mean, Paul, uh, they're named by name in other books. So we have, um, oh, I had their names written down and now I can't find them. Um, yes, we, we read about the elders um, Aristarchus and Secundus, and these are given positive names. So we know that the elders in Thessalonica in Thessalonica are good elders who are serving the church well. But if you don't realize how much they're serving you, how much they're doing for you, then it's hard to love them. And, and I have to say, I, I have been really blessed by being involved with the church because I'm seeing how much the elders of the Vine Church really do love and care for the church, how much work they put in. Um, and it's a blessing for me to see. And and so that's our kind of our, our reason for respecting and loving them because they are working on our behalf. They are loving us in their service to us. And so we merely reciprocate that to them. And Paul ends this whole section on loving those in authority over us by saying, be at peace among yourselves. When God's uh, authority structures are obeyed and in harmony, there is peace. In fact, one of the, just to go back to that letter I was talking about in Clement, one of the points that keeps being made is when people have not been in harmony with God's authority structure, that's when there's not been peace. That's when there's been division and dissension. Unity and um, obedience to God and obedience to God's structures bring peace. And so the simple message of these two, few verses is to be a Christian is to be someone who loves God and obeys him. A part of obeying him is loving those whom he's appointed, loving what the apostles had to teach, loving what the prophets had to say, but also loving the local church that we now belong to, to not just um, to to not uh, get angry at them in the same way you get angry at anyone else, to be more patient with them, to respect the fact that they care for you and want to work for you. So with that in mind, let's uh, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just pray by your power, you would give us the um, this, the resolve to really love and respect those in authority over us. Lord, whether or not we uh, love them or struggle with them, teach us to honour and obey them, to be humble, to be people who are marked by repentance, marked by uh, the blood of Jesus and his example of humility. Lord, help us to live in peace and unity with one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.